Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. On today's episode, I'm joined by Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. They have both come together to form the Get Savvy Club. The Get Savvy Club helps businesses and individuals to become the best version of themselves, to help them advertise themselves on social media in terms of branding, marketing, and much more. In this podcast, we talk about the benefits of marketing and branding in the 21st century and why it is so, so important. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi, hi, Anita. Hi, um, Anna. How are you doing? You right? Hello. Hello. Great to meet you. Good. Yeah. No, you too. You too. Um, no, thank you for both of you coming on the podcast. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. No, no, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I just thought I'd, I'd start by, you know, asking what you both used to do, like what you um, both did before you do what you do now, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, well, before we... I'll go first, mine's longer. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, so I'm Anna, um, one half of the Get Savvy Club. Um, Before we formed Get Savvy Club, which um, is coming up for about a year now, um, I, at the time, was running... uh, was part of a network marketing business. I used to already run run LinkedIn courses as well, um, just for my clients. I had a recruitment business too and a property business. Uh, But previous to that, I'd done 17 years in recruitment and many different sales jobs at all, all different types of jobs before that so hello I'm Anita the other half of the Get Savvy Club and my background is pure marketing if you like so I started um, god 25 ish 26 years ago as a marketing assistant for a private health insurance company um, so I've only ever worked in marketing but always there's so many different aspects to marketing and I've worked in huge marketing departments with like 250 300 people doing all manner of things 
So I've always worked in lead generation. So it's about packaging something in a way that's going to make your ideal client want to buy it. And then looking at how you can then continue to work with that ideal client um, more and more. Um, so it's about that whole customer journey, customer life cycles, um, packaging, the language of how you talk about your product. So all stuff that fits when Anna and I got together to form the Get Savvy Club. That's kind of the bit I brought to it. Um, because in terms of using social media to promote your business, you know, words and images and understanding your messages and things like that are vitally important. So that's how it all fits together, really. So my phone just dropped off then. Yeah, no, that's, um, <laughs> that's awesome. So like you can kind of both combine your like work and experience from what you've both done. Yeah, even in my, yeah, I mean, in the last, since social media was a thing, um, I've used that in all my businesses that I've been in. I've always been really interested in how it's evolved. And uh, basically, because I'm a, a salesperson at heart, a new way of getting to market, a new way to get into clients is, is, of, is of interest to me. So I'm always looking at new ways to get in front of clients and obviously increase sales and things. So social media seemed, I mean, being the recruitment background with LinkedIn, I've used that for probably 15, 16 years, something like that, since it became a wow. thing. Obviously, um, it used to just be somewhere where you put your CV and that's where us recruiters would find candidates. So I've used it and watched it evolve since then. But yeah, I guess I'm the kind of person that if there's a button to press, I'll press it to see how it works. Um, so I love doing the social media and all the different businesses that I had. Um, and that's what I kind of was good at, really. Although I didn't have a passion for everything that I was doing, the bit that I found that I was more passionate about was actually the social media or the, or the helping others attract clients element of it. So it made sense to kind of join forces with Anita, really, and create the Get Savvy Club. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And I think it's great what you've both kind of established and created because I think like, you, like with what you're doing, social media is, you know, the way of the world now. And, you know, not just for like people in their personal kind of lives, it's, you know, business, isn't it? And, you know, you could have a whole business running off social media. Yeah, I mean, if you're not yeah. on social media, really, mm. you, do, you don't exist. Um, and even, you know, uh, people have managed to have businesses and you know shy away from doing going on social media but they've taken a hit and, and they've missed a massive trick by doing it it's, it's a it's as important even Gary Vaynerchuk says this it's, it's as important as your finances now in your business having you know a social media presence so something that just cannot be ignored and it's not just the kids um you know it's it's for us all and it is hugely, hugely important for business we attract a lot of our clients through social media um, and we work with our clients to help them attract new clients through social media. So it's a way, um, you know, without spending a load of money and without even putting that much time and effort into it to build your business up and to make more money. So as a small business owner, you don't have that much time. You don't have a, like a million pound marketing budget like the big businesses have. So it's a way of getting in front of thousands of your ideal clients for free and reminding them that you're there and what you can do for them. And then when they're looking for what you're offering, they'll come and approach you and want to work with you. So, you know, it's a no brainer for us, really. Hmm. And I think it's really great that you, with what you do, you're not just saying like, you know, the big businesses, you're there for, uh, you know, small businesses and probably, you know, individuals as well that might not be able to afford, you know, to pay X amount to do their marketing. Yeah, I think it can be quite, um, it can be quite um, expensive. 
we train people how to use um, social media organically to get new clients into their world. So although obviously we charge for our training, once you've paid for that, you learn the skills so that you can just spend a little bit of time every day. You don't have to spend any money, you don't have to pay for LinkedIn. We're not about, um, you know, we can show you how to do Facebook ads, but you don't have to. It's about organic social media marketing. It doesn't cost you anything other than a bit of your time every day to attract new clients into your business. And it's perfectly possible. Any small business can do it. Mm. Yeah, well, I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a skill that you have to learn, isn't it? Like social media managing and posting the right content, how it looks, the way it's structured. It's almost like a science to itself. It's um, very complex. Yeah, it is. If you don't know what you're doing, it can just feel so overwhelming. And most of the people that um, are clients of ours, when they start, they, they struggle with three different things. It's either a perceived lack of time. They don't, they're so busy in their business anyway, they don't think they've got time to add something else in. Or um, they have a massive fear of being judged. They, they feel like, or, or people think, what are you trying to do? And that they shy away from it. Or um, just not having a clue what to post, what to put out there at all, or a mixture of those three things. That's what it tends to be. And I think what, what our sort of superpower is, if you like, is to get um, real clarity for them. So work out their ideal things. One of the biggest problems I had, although I was great at using social media, I was doing too many different things that it was actually too confusing for people to know what I did. So maybe somebody might know me for selling weight management coffee. Somebody might have known me for the recruitment. Somebody might have known me for the LinkedIn um, courses that I ran. And obviously that's not useful. You want people to know you for your one thing. So when I went all in on Get Savvy Club and attracting clients using social media and teaching our clients to do that was my one thing, then, you know, the momentum took off. And that's what I'm really passionate about helping other people do. Because a lot of people say, oh, I've got two hats or, oh, what about this? And they get confused with multiple streams of income as well. So we do have multiple streams of income, but they're all under the same umbrella rather than something over here, something over there. So once we help them clarify their one thing that they're going to nail on social media and their one thing to be known for, then we, we show them a really clear path of how they can then take easy easy steps to um set their accounts set everything up um connect with the right people get the right content out there and of course uh, monetize it as well at the end as well so by getting nothing's better than somebody we just spoke to someone this morning actually um they came to us they messaged us on linkedin they already knew us they're already in a facebook group they've already seen us on free trainings that we do and things and they were like oh want to know how to work with you because they'd already seen us and it's far easier than when i started out in recruitment cold calling someone and going oh you want to you want to hire someone you should use me well why you don't know who we are whereas social media gives you that um like enables many many people to see you and what you're about um and know that actually they sort of raise their hand to want to work with you rather than you uh, waving your hand saying pick me pick me it's you know i think the, the problem is lots of people think they'll just get on social media put their whole business details and their whole CV, everything they've ever done, everything they could possibly ever offer through their business and wait for people to find them. And if that's the case, you've got to not only find them, you've got to wade through everything they do, work out which bits might be relevant for you and what the outcome is that that's going to offer you and then try and contact them. And nobody's got time or the energy to do that because we're all too busy with our own lives. So the first thing we do is kind of flip the thinking of our clients to say, look, social media is just a campaign tool it's just a tool to communicate with potential customers about what you can offer them um, and actually as harsh as it sounds no one cares about you we all care about what you can do for me 
Um, so that's what you need to start with telling them that. And it's the same, exactly the same as a TV advert. And you don't see any TV adverts where companies list everything they could possibly do for you and you work out which might be appropriate to you. They're really focused and targeted on that one thing um, that solves that problem for that one type of client. Even though there might be more people watching that TV advert, they're really focused and targeted. And that's how you have to view social media in order to make it successful for you as a business so that's, why, that's kind of where we start with mindset, uh, perception, and the, the shifting of the foundation and the strategy that you're setting in it. Yeah. No, I, I can definitely relate to what you said then. I think that's really important, like uh, how you structure your social media. And like, I've seen people's accounts on LinkedIn. And like you said, lot, you know, lots of expense, lots of text. And like you said, have, have you got the time to, to read through five minutes of text and yeah like it may or may not be relevant clear. to you yeah but if you yeah. saw a question like if you saw something that triggered something about you in there and it identified you with it you'd continue reading because it'd pull you in because you think that's me that's relevant to me i feel like that or i'm that type yeah. of person or that's it resonates i could get on yeah i could do, i could do, get involved with them then you go on to the next line the next line and kind yeah. of you so the absolute first thing we do with people is help them to work out who their ideal client is. And if you've got an ideal client that starts with anyone between the ages of, then it's not an ideal client. They have to be an individual so that you can start to understand their pain points and their frustrations and their desires and dreams and outcomes. And then you can talk directly to them. And once you've done that, and it's quite a painful process often because everybody has fear of missing out. And it's like, well, I can sell to all, you, know, you can sell to all these people, but let's just target one type of person you'll still sell to all those people but just target that one type of person then i guarantee you everything else you do gets easier um, like if you're a mortgage advisor lots of different people at lots of different stages of their lives will need a mortgage but if you think right i'm going to just speak to the you know the a couple that are on the first you know their first ever house that they're getting you know and focus all your attention on your marketing towards them it'll be very different than if you were doing mortgages where it's like for people that are downsizing or upsizing or maybe people that were buying portfolios it's, it's different so you could go out and go i do mortgages but so uh, but mm. if you were sort of talking about a particular couple that are you know are look they've built the deposit up and they want to get that first house and you're creating posts around that then they'll they'll identify and think oh that that's me i'm in, i'm interested in doing that so it's very different we're all looking to work with specialists because the internet has actually narrowed our field because you type in exactly what you're looking for. So you don't type in anymore holiday because there's just too much stuff comes back at you. you. So you type in, you know, holiday in Greece, young children or whatever it is that you're looking for. And anyone that can comes back and can help you with that exact thing you're interested in because you feel like they already know you and they'll know the things that you're looking for and the problems that you'll have like traveling with young children or what have you. And so you automatically want to work with them. So if we go back to the like, um, TV advert analogy, often you'll see a McDonald's advert just for coffee. Yes, they do Happy Meals for kids. Yes, they do burgers. Yes, they even do salads or vegetable sticks or something like that. But they'll do a TV advert just for coffee to attract people that just want to come in and have a coffee because they're really targeted and they know that you can't be all things to all people all the time because you just become boring and bland. Um, so that's how we help people use social media. And that's the key to success, really. 
mean, there's lots of other things to it, obviously, mm. but if you get that right, everything else is... And it fine. is hard, even like we've done, I've been knocking around marketing like throughout my whole career in some way, shape or form. Obviously, Anita's got like 25 years experience purely in marketing. And we ourselves are going through the same process because we're looking to write a book and uh, at the moment and we are really in the early stages and we know it's really important that right at the start of deciding to write this book we we need to know exactly who the ideal client needs to be for that particular book and, and why and we haven't nailed it yet we're in that process and it is tough mm -hmm. and we kind we kind of have an idea of the ideal avatar but it's not a clear strong person yet so we and it's not even easy for us to do is it, is it? even though we know Absolutely. the formula and how to do it we still it's easier to do it for our clients actually than for ourselves yeah um weirdly. Yeah. I think, yeah, with that thing in the book and with what you do, you what you guys do, is uh, your, your audience could be somebody from, uh, you know, from the age of 15 or 16 who, you know, might want to set up their own business or something on the internet. And they could be, you know, probably one other age or yeah. there's so many different spectrums to it, isn't there? But yes. when we, even though the 15, 16 year old looking to start their own business or become an entrepreneur could pick the book up and could get a lot from it. And even though the lady that's in her 60s that's decided to have a career change and, um, you know, now help people in a completely different space and leave behind her corporate career, they could both get value out of that. We know we still need to go through this process to identify exactly who we're talking to. So we'll make our process of writing the book so much easier. So, yeah. No, I think, I think you both do great with that. I think that's a really, really good idea. And I think it's very much needed, isn't it? Like, you know, that, that kind of content for people to consume. Because I, I think a lot of people, um, like you said, with social media, um, a lot of things hold them back. Like you said, yeah. uh, fear. Um, what other people are going to think? Um, how it looks. Like, I've seen people post things and then delete it. Yeah, I mean, you, you will seem, which I actually do agree with as well, you will seem to, to a lot of people incredibly brave to have started and got your own podcast. Um, and lots of people will feel the same because the, their thought of having a podcast is massively overwhelming. They just think, gosh, I can't believe you've gone out and then got, gone and done it. And yeah. I don't think you had many blocks with it, but you did. You just, you just went and you did it. Whereas other people can't, um, can't even reach out and do, can't even do a live on their you know just just a live or something on their facebook page and i didn't realize if i'm honest with you, maybe because i've been around bolshy you know overconfident recruiters my entire life um i didn't realize how how m many blocks there were for many people so um i i mean we when we first put together our group program that we had which is called get savvy clients which is just basically just help people with their own businesses attract more clients using social media in less time we um created that program in six weeks because we could do all the teaching within six weeks so it made sense but actually after running it for six weeks twice through we realized this thing needs to be 90 days because the mindset of people and and the adjustment they can learn stuff but the adjusting and getting used to it and actually feeling like we've they've nailed what they need to do and go on takes three months takes 90 days we've changed it to 90 days the great thing is that all our clients who were had the faith to buy our program when it was new and no one knew if it was any good or not but it was six weeks they um can now go through it as many times as they want so they could come there has been a couple of them that have come through it on the 90 day one as well um they've got life lifetime access once they've been through it once but um yeah it just goes to show that actually although i hear a lot about mindset and spaces and the things that i've done in the past there's 
it's still lots of people need a lot of work on that side of it and they're getting out of their own way and these strange ideas that they have in their own head of you know what other people will think of them <laughs> actually most of the time people aren't thinking about you they're too busy thinking about themselves and what you think of them which is blows yeah. my mind. And we see some amazing businesses that just need to get out there and talk to people about what they can do um and it's such a shame when they can't do that so if they can just flip their mindset into thinking actually you're doing a service to your ideal client to offer them an outcome they've been looking for because you can provide that for them in an incredible way because you're amazing at what you do and actually you're not helping them by not getting out there it's not about bragging or about look at me how great i am or anything like that it's just about allowing your ideal client to get what they're looking for by working with you then it's kind of helps to get over it so we've got a few concepts like the savvy self and things like that that we use to help people to get out there without having to suddenly find confidence or you know just do it or anything like that but you know other ways that can enable them to have the success their business deserves because often it's so frustrating when you see what a great service they offer um, but they're just not getting out there and getting the amount of clients that they need mm. yeah i think they're really good points i think like with with the podcast side you know um it's one of those things that it's just the more you do it the, the better you get at it and i think that's like with anything isn't it and you Same get with social media yeah in, in with social media and it's like you know almost like a that muscle memory kind of thing that's how it kind of feels mm. um and yeah i mean sometimes i can put stuff out there and i can judge it or overthink it and, it, and it's just like you said it's a bit of a process we're all i think we're guilty of sometimes you know we might compare it to someone else's whereas you've got to kind of stay in your own lane if that makes sense and with with what you do with getting clients and helping them um i i think like they they have to kind of want to take that leap haven't they like you can provide yeah. the facilities there for them but they they've got to want it to work yeah and they've really got to that's why um we have so much um, free stuff out there for people to consume first so they can be in our world they can get our free downloads they can get our, our be on our email list get updates they can have we go live every tuesday and do a free tuesday training so they can be in and around our world for a while because they do need to get to know like and trust us and our processes before they take that step to actually want to work with us and, and feel ready actually um you know i've actually had people message saying really want to work with you but i'm not ready yet um which is kind of strange it's like well that we will help you get ready but that even then they're almost like a step even further behind because they they know they they need this stuff but they still don't feel perhaps that they're ready to, to take that leap to even you know come on board a group program yet or or whatever so yeah it's um it's it is interesting to see the different blocks that people have but it's fantastic when someone you know goes through our program or works with us online and even we do like two hour zoom strategy calls on mm. one of those how much how many aha moments they get and like just reframing something in a different way so if, if we try and get them to understand that actually them not getting out there is hurt you know they're not serving people if they're serving more people they deserve so uh, i serve so i deserve is like a really good sort of phrase so mm. uh, and if you're not letting people know what great service you can provide then you're doing a disservice to them rather than people worrying that oh god i don't want to be salesy I, i'm not salesy and it's like it's nothing to do i mean i was the, you know was really salesy when i was younger and actually i've realized now that that was the completely wrong way to sell um but that's just what Howell was taught in that kind of you know um for, i think that, like a wolf of wall street kind of a way um mm. but 
obviously learning now that that's not the right way and just sort of letting people know that you don't have to be a sharky salesperson um, to get by in life and in actual fact you're doing the disservice to your potential clients if they don't know that you're out there and you, you can't help them um, but it's, it's getting that reframe there really and also safety numbers they're never unique in feeling like that in fact mm. probably more people feel like that than don't feel like that yet we've managed to work with them and they go on to be extremely successful on social media without having to change their personality or anything like that so that always i think gives hope to other people mm. yeah no I, I agree and I, I think like that like with, with the first point is like that kind of pushy kind of sales approach i think it's changing a lot i think it still does operate in businesses and people are like that but i think people prefer it if you're more genuine and you, you know you love what you do and you're not forcing it down people's throats well social media means you don't need to force it down anyone's throat now you can just yeah. turn up have a conversation, talk about what you do and be relaxed and you can just be in the back of their mind until they're ready to buy from you. Whereas before social media, you didn't have that. You had to pick the phone up to make that call. You had to knock the door to get that sale. You know, like you had to, you couldn't get in front of thousands and thousands of people. You had to go out and hustle. Whereas now you can get in front of, you can do one LinkedIn post and get in front of thousands and thousands of people that may, you know, could be your ideal client and actually get attract your marketing so that they're attracted to you and they they already know they want to buy from you because we all love to mm. buy but you know no one likes to be sold to but we all love to buy don't we so it's a great way of um people getting to know like and trust you um one to many as well so you might, i might do like a facebook live like the, um somebody liked a instagram uh, video that I did in October 2019 yeah so October wow. just like earlier today on Instagram and I was like what's that all about and it was funny actually because it was like the very first time that we'd, we'd ran the program challenge thing and I was like uh, yeah, yeah. about that happening and I was like that's weird why did we go like that so that that's incredible that like I did that that long ago and somebody's just found it today and has consumed that today um, and that's you know you, you didn't used to get that yeah mm -hmm. Well, often you find people come into your world and then we'll start going through all your old posts and your old videos and like liking or commenting on them. So it starts coming up in your feed and it's the same person. And they're just, it's the perfect way to check someone out and almost stalk them and find out a bit more about them. Like we didn't even, we've only been going just under a year, but we've only had a website about a month. Um, because, you know, when we started, we didn't have the finances to do it. And then we got busy doing other things. And it just wasn't high on our list because people would check us out on social media. They can go through and see all the posts we've ever put. They can see people that have commented. We've got recommendations on there from other people. We've got social proof in our profiles. And it's just a really good way to say, right, is this person authentic? And are they what they... Because it's harder to fake, you know, two, three years of activity on a social media feed than it is you know put up a flash website and make yourself look better than you are yeah and they can see our stories completely matched they can go on our linkedin and see that's what we did do and you know they can see recommendations from work that we did before we were in the get a savvy club so yeah it's, it's, it's a great sort of way to um stalk and you know make sure that these people are who they say they what they are and can help you in the way that they say they can as well rather than yeah websites can say anything can't they oh yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a really good point. I never really thought of that. But so like, you're doing this podcast now, Adam, is like hmm. building up social proof. It's, it's basic thing. It's like when I did recruitment, I used to have somebody come in that was young. They're like, oh, I want a job. And I tell well, what jobs have you had before? Nothing. I've just been to school. I've just been to uni. That's that. So well, have you not had a part-time job? No, I've just been funded, so I've not needed one. Well, that you're not 
they're less likely to get the job than somebody that's just had a part-time job in KFC or something because that part-time job in tech KFC um, can give them a reference that they turned up on time. Might not be relevant to the role they're going to be doing, but basics are there. And it's like you with this podcast, the fact that you're turning up, you're finding different people to interview and you're, you're doing this on a regular basis, where, like, depending which way you decide to go in life, there's sort of evidence and proof that you've been out there, you're interested in other people. People can actually get to know, like, interest in you and your personality through this podcast. So although, yeah. you know, you haven't, at the moment, it might change, you're not selling anything on it, there's no, like, you know, hidden agenda from you, you just get in, you know, talk to interesting people and getting out there. Um, it, it's all building. It's all building for you now, social proof, which is great. Yeah. 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 No, I, I really appreciate that. was really, really kind. And, um, I'm not, I've not really thought about it in that way, to be honest. I think because I've, I've been so busy doing it. Um, it's a bit like, you know... <laughs> when you find that? We, we did a um, masterclass, like, when we went to launch our, mem- our academy. We've got an academy. that's like a membership site called Get Savvy Academy. And when we launched that, we wanted to do a um, bit of a masterclass. I call it masterclass, really, a webinar, uh, which just said, you know, what we're about, who we are, and what we've done so far in our Get Savvy journey get savvy club journey and mm. until we did that i don't think we took taken the time to look and stop and see how much we'd achieved in that time and into, and you don't because you're so busy doing the work yeah. <laughs> you don't like sort of reflect back and think oh actually i've, I've created quite a lot here so it's, it's a good you know it's good to stop and and take stock yeah. every now and then of like what you know what you've done and what you've achieved yeah no that's that's very true isn't it and like yeah, I think, like I said, you can be so busy doing it and doing and doing and just focus on it and then you stop a second and you think about it. Like, I, I thought about it, actually, when I, when I first connected with you guys, I thought about it and I was like, wow, yeah, you know, like, I'm connecting with these you know, amazing people and you, you just reflect a little bit, don't you? And you're like, you can see how far you've come. And like you said, um, people who are doing work and jobs and then they apply for something and compared to people who haven't done that bit of experience. It's all building, like you said, isn't it, I suppose? Mm-hmm. In like me, we're doing this. You know, it's, it's me doing something I, I enjoy and, you know, I'm connecting with people. So I suppose, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely true what you said. And then that can then lead on to the next thing, can't it? I, I think sometimes you can't see it at the time, but it just kind of builds. I think it was uh, Steve Jobs that said, uh, hey, you did a Steve Jobs quote this morning, didn't you? Yeah, so yeah. I'm doing another one now. Mm. He said, you can't connect the dots until, like, after. So, or until you look back, you, you don't quite understand. It's like silly things. Like, I did a BTEC in performing arts when I was a kid, uh, just because I didn't want to go and get a proper job, because I was quite immature as a kid. Still am a bit now. But um, actually, <laughs> I didn't realise that losing the really strong Leicester accent that I had then and uh, the confidence that I got from that, you know just doing two years doing a BTEC would uh, benefit me as much as it has done in my like life so far because just the the, the confidence element of it um, and I would not have got the jobs that I got into sales telesales jobs that I had and mm. start a career if I'd have had that really strong oh no if somebody said what's your name oh no they would have never have given me the jobs um, <laughs> so, but that's the beauty of social media as well because you don't know who's reading your stuff and who will then try and connect with you. And it's not just about attracting clients, but it's about collaboration, guesting on podcasts, looking at guests who will be on this, that, and the other, and you can interview them or learn from them. And it just kind of sets you on this journey, doesn't it? And you don't know what the end will be, which is actually mm. quite exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It makes, makes me think because I remember when I didn't really know what I wanted to do 
and I was just trying things out. And I wanted to join the military at one stage because I did public services at college for three years, which is a BTEC. And I went on to join, join in the military. And I was like, this isn't for me. But, you know, I did courses with the military with college. And I was thinking, well, that's, you know, I didn't want to do that, but that all kind of built on one another yes. on one thing. You would have learned like things in that that you use now in life, probably not even realizing that you do because you've, you've picked yeah. up those, you know, uh, maybe even just like um, discipline kind of uh, on the side of discipline, getting them things done and turning up and yeah, all these things, you know, because any like, well, I don't know obviously what your background's like, but for me, I had no actual, there's no business role models in like my like family as such there's no and I actually hung out with like the ice the ice cream man when I was like 12 13 which everyone was like that's weird why are you hanging out with an ice cream man and the reason that I did was because I was really intrigued by his lifestyle because he spent half the year being an ice cream man buying ice cream selling it on trading you know entrepreneur and the other half of the year in Hong Kong um exporting um like Walker's crisps from the UK to uh Hong Kong it was like his jobs, he had those two different things. He traveled, so he was an interesting person. He was someone that, uh, who wasn't like everybody else that just had regular jobs that lived not near me, working in factories mm. and whatnot. So that's what attracted me to him because it was a different type of person. But whereas now, you don't have to happen upon being the annoying kid talking to the ice cream yeah, guy, which yeah, I'm yeah. still a really good friend with him actually, because uh, he's moved back to the UK for good now. So I still see him regularly, but he, I used to work on his ice cream van at like, and he taught me like you know basic sales stuff and whatever and um whereas now you don't have to just hope that you bump into a role model like by going and buying an ice cream and being an annoying kid you can actually <laughs> like go online and find all these people and you know most people are open to having a conversation if you've got a podcast even better you know you've mm. got a hook. they're promoting themselves you're getting to talk to them as, as well so it's great to get in front of different people that way you don't have to you know try and just bump into someone now that the world has changed massively and the way the right way to attract people to you on social media is to give a load of value to demonstrate how good you are at what you do so give away a load of stuff for free and that's a model lots of people adopt so just by being on social media you can learn loads just by reading other people's posts following the right people and there is a lot of negativity around social media and i get all that and some people um some people can be really quite negative and mean spirited and you know it can knock people's confidence um so it's about learning to ignore that because there's such a lot of great value you can get from social media for your business for yourself personally from you know self-development um and just mixing with the right people which is far easier to do on social media you know like gary v you can learn what he's saying i'm sure in real life you couldn't just go and hang out with him so it's far easier to hang out with these people online than it is in real life and actually learn a lot and get where you want to be Mm. yeah no that's good points i mm. i think like you're right because I, i've connected a few people on social media and i'm like i feel like some people i speak to on social media i know better than some than some people i i know in real life yeah yeah and, and it's crazy and i'm like god this person lives all the way over there and i could talk to them effortlessly for like an hour or two um yeah, it's like you said, there's a lot of criticism, there's a lot of negativity as well. Um, Rightly deserved as well, probably, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I've put things sometimes... There's, there's, there's criticism, isn't there? There's positive feedback or criticism 
and then they're just playing like negativity I find mm. um, I've tried like not take it too personally sometimes I've posted things and people are sending messages trying to correct quotes I've put and I'm like I've just put something <laughs> that I thought sounded good and that says put, more about them than it does about you doesn't it yeah so you always I think you always yeah you always going to get that one person or whatever yeah. yeah, it's about, um, you, yeah, you have to, I mean, I, I, I get it sometimes, the trolls and stuff, and it's just about rising above, have, playing with them, if anything, you know, like, and just sort of, um, you know, if you, if you can be bothered or just block them, delete them, it doesn't really matter, because if someone's up pulling you up on a quote, it's, be, it's because they're, you know, there's something about them that's jealous or, you know, that they're like, oh, that's wrong, and it's like, it's like um, the kids sometimes on TikTok, if someone like my daughter has done it, she's 13, and if someone's done a TikTok dance and they've done it slightly wrong, they're like, oh, that's not even the right move. It's, a, you know, savage this. And I'm like, does it matter though? Like, it's not grammar. It's not, or it's not like, you know, it's not like written in stone that the, the TikTok dance has to go like that. But it, it's just human nature that they see someone do, yeah. do something good and it's slightly too. wrong and they're like, oh, jumping on and hmm. going, what's that? So, yeah, you're right to just yeah. kind of ignore those people. Yeah. No, it's exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. I was just um, just thinking, what, what, what challenges did you have with um, setting up the Savvy Club? Did you have any challenges whilst you were doing it? I think the, yeah, the biggest yeah. challenge for, it, yeah. for us is like um, tech, really. Um, knowing what we want to do and how we want to get it out there, but not really understanding or knowing how it all connects together. Because um, me and Anita both, um, we're not really interested in tech. Um, so but we know it's important for what we do and how it works and how it comes together. So I think for me that, that would have been, and also at the very, very start of the journey, not having the social proof yet was a slight sort of challenge because it's all very well saying, Oh, buy our group program. We know our stuff, da, 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 da. but like no one's bought it yet. Like, like no one has been through it. So how can we, you know, we can't say, Hey, listen to this person. They've been through it. And they think it's great. We can now, but at the start we couldn't. So what do you think Anita? Do you, would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I completely agree with both of those. I'd also say that we um, started the business and we didn't have like a, you know, 50,000 pound investment to put into it. So everything we've achieved, all the tech we've had to buy, the people we've had to use to help us along the way, any advertising we've done, all of that, we've had to earn the money through the Get Savvy Club in order to spend it. So um, it's all been done, you know, on a shoestring. We've had to learn as we go along. We've had to work really hard. And Kiss like, a lot um, of frogs. Yeah, get a bit of, you know, get earn a bit of money, spend a bit more money. So there's people doing a similar model to us. And you look at the um, kind of launches they're doing, six-figure launches, but they're spending 30,000, 40,000 pounds on Facebook ads to do it. We didn't have that kind of money. So we're building it We nearly it uh, talked to a bloke in the pub, didn't we, into giving us the money one night. Yeah, we did. He was very drunk. But um, so actually, <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a massive challenge for us, but we have, it's made us better at what we do because we've had to do it all the hard way, the long way, organically working our socks off um and to actually practice what we preach rather than just and because we've learned as well, yeah. and i think as well because we've let like looking back i think actually it's a good job we didn't have a lot more numbers on the very first one because there was a lot that we weren't quite you know wasn't exactly how we'd want it to be and we changed things and stuff so in actual fact i think you it's better to to, to grow and i've seen there's actually um a business i won't name them but there's a business that got really um really uh, big really quickly um it's not the same sort of things we do but it's in a similar sort of space i guess um and they just 
phenomenal success in a very very short period of time but now they've actually it's just it's just crumbled because actually i think they were too successful too fast they didn't kind of grow themselves with it um so it it went up there it, it got to this huge success and now it's just all fallen around them so actually i'd rather lay the foundations um you know that, that are really strong and actually yeah as frustrating as it's been along the, along the way is, yeah although we want to be you know we've got all these ideas we want to be there now that's just our person i've always been like that lack of patience but mm. and as frustrating as that you feel that is sometimes actually looking back it's probably a good idea that 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 did happen in that way yeah definitely and actually when you look at all we've achieved based on what we've spent um you know you can't help but get better at what you do and i think the other thing i'd add is that um anna and i are very much right let's do this let's do this let's do this and we've got 101 ideas all the time but there's two of us like i say we don't have the investment to have a massive team so we've managed to find some of the right people to work with us but again we've got to earn money in order to pay them and what have you so we've got so many ideas and so many avenues we want to go down and we've really had to kind of rein ourselves in and say right okay let's uh, start with this and then we'll build that and when you look at all the different you know we've got so many different um, free downloads we've just managed to get our website we've got an online program and a membership a monthly paid membership we do some done for you things we do strategy days all of that we've built up organically over time but there's still you know we're trying to do a book we want to get a podcast out um we're looking at all these other things and uh, there's just not enough hours in the day and we're also we're not willing to work eight we don't work 18 hours a day do we we've got oh and we have children as well but uh, like obviously from lives, like march so. from march we have to all of a sudden like become teachers too and learn yeah. how to so as enthusiastic as we are we have all these ideas we're still not willing to work all the hours god tends to do it <laughs> so yeah that's been a challenge for us but all it's meant is we've had to develop some patience which we don't naturally have um and prioritize and um you know we've learned god i'm a different person now than i was when we both started get something i thought i knew myself and a new marketing and a new business but it still changed me along the way massively yeah no, I think it's massive what you could both do, and I think it's really great. And I think, like you said, with um, managing a business and you have all these ideas and the hours in the day and you've got, you know, family as well. Um, and like you said, that, that, that process and that, you know, leveraging it, you know, the right way. And like you mentioned, the previous business that did it, did really well, and then it kind of crashed. And like you said, it's just that, I think that consistency, isn't it? That patience and you kind of like not being able to rest on our laurels either because i think the, the, the company i was talking about before because they got so you know they didn't do that much to get to that level um then they kind of think oh it's easy you know it's not easy because you, you've always got to keep going and the greats actually you know do you want to be good or do you want to be great and the greats keep evolving they keep learning they keep going because i think before people get into entrepreneurship they, they when you hear people that say oh i just want a laptop lifestyle i want to watch it work um like four hours a week and I don't really want to do much, but I want loads of money and I want to sit on a beach and blah, 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 blah. Well, those people aren't ever going to be like super successful because actually, um, if you want the entrepreneur life or if you want to have your own business, you want to do your own thing, it just takes sacrifice, it takes effort. So, you know, nobody really, even if they look like they're just chilling out now on a beach and whatnot, they didn't at the start, they hustled. So as much as people say, you know, oh, you know, it was easy for us, we did this, this, and, you know, now this money. You, you look back and if you look deep enough, you'll find that actually they were consistent, they turned up, they, they got themselves out there, they, they didn't just, you know, um, go on their laptop for an hour a day and that was that. They, they didn't. They, they actually do put the, earn their stripes, if you like, at the start of yeah. the process. 
and continue yeah. evolving. Otherwise, you know, if you don't, then you're just going to start going backwards. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's uh, kind of changing and evolving and, and looking at probably like new challenges, isn't it? Not getting complacent because I think it's it can be easy to fall into those traps. And I think people always see like the, the typical iceberg, don't they? They always see Jeff Bezos or like, you know, Apple where they are now. And when you look back at it, you know, there's a famous picture of Jeff Bezos where he's at a computer desk. Yeah. And there's like Amazon written on a bit of cardboard. Yeah, in his his garage. And you're like, yeah. So the, I think that's, it's that journey, isn't it? I think if you, if you look at, that's what it's all about. People are so focused, I think, on the end result. It's everything in between, I think, yeah. isn't it? That builds yeah. that. It's turning up on the days that maybe you don't quite feel like turning up on that day. Do you know, like, because even if you're passionate and you love something, there's still, like, a, people think, mm. oh, I just want something where I, I love it and I'm passionate about it. Yes, you can love it and be passionate about it, but every single thing that you, everything has something in it that maybe you'd rather not be doing at a certain time because you'd rather be doing something else. Even the, like, I mean, we love what we do, for example, but I do not like anything on the admin side. But I know that but even if, um, still going to be some mm. elements of admin it, yeah. can't even if we, I hate like, we have to be we um offer we've got a facebook group and we do some free training in there every tuesday lunchtime so we go live we pick a topic related to marketing business social media our business um and we kind of promote it in the group and uh, tuesday lunchtime we, we talk about that and we give a download um, and so we've been doing that in order to build our audience, build our credibility. And we've been doing that since probably Christmas time about that. And, you know, at the start, we'd probably do the live to like one or two people on there. Um, and there's, you know, people doing this with like a thousand people watching them. And you can't help but compare yourself to that. But it stays in that group so people can go and watch it whenever you want. And it kind of builds your consistency and you get better at what you're talking about. And like maybe a bit slicker of, of us working as, you know, in, as a twosome and what have you. So it's worth doing. So, you know, all of these people have been through, the people with a thousand, a thousand audience have been there with the audience of one at some point. But you just don't see all of that. So it's kind of paying your dues, isn't it? It keeps showing up regardless. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I find that as well i mean I, i've done a few lives i think i had like a few people on it at times um and yeah like it, it's good practice as well i find as well if you're if you're doing that and i watched a documentary called uh is it minimalism these two guys and they i won't go too much into it it's a documentary on um breaking down your lifestyle not having lots of uh, materialistic items and when these guys are doing the tours around america you know, they had like one person sitting in the audience or like two people. And then it showed you like a couple of months later, they had like 20 people to like 50 mm. people. And that, that's literally, everybody starts at zero. And you know, the people that don't, I actually think it's harder for them. If they come from like, actually like, say like they've got, they've got a famous person or maybe they went on a reality TV show. And so then, you know, they came out of that and all of a sudden they're famous. People are interested to watch them, but then it, it goes down really fast. So then they've got to pick themselves back up and, and go back up because obviously those types of fame, that sort of fame doesn't last that long and no one's really that interested. So they haven't built have anything. Mm. Yeah. So whereas if you're grown, grown it from nothing, like, and you're just built, you know, building and building, then like I said earlier, the foundations are stronger and it matters more for you. I mean, it's weird when we have like fans, not fans, that's a bit of a, a 
over the top word mm, but like mm. we've got a bit of a tribe and a bit of a following now and we have a product called daily dave which was never going to be called daily dave we used to call it that just as joke between us two which is basically 90 day content planner so for people that don't know what content to put out we send them an email every single day with a brand new topic um, and then they know they they can write their post around that so they'll be consistent for 90 days and we called it daily dave because the whole, whole idea was like a guy called dave who's your delivery driver is going to deliver you content every day but we only called that between us two and then i think we accidentally said it a few times on lives and stuff and now we've got like people that are doing the, the 90 day content planner and going oh i've done my daily day today i've done my it's even got shorts to like dd and i used to see people you know like that maybe were coaching that are further down the line than us or whatever and think oh look how they've got their little tr their tribe and they're, they're using their phraseology and stuff is that a word phraseology Sounds like mm -hmm. it would be one. Sounds like it. Um, <laughs> it could be now. It, it um, is now. <laughs> yeah. Then, um, but yeah, and I used to think, God, how do you get that? But you don't, you you don't get it. It just happens organically for showing up, and you know, people slowly but surely build your tribe, slowly but surely building, and people connecting with you. And there's no, you can't fast track that. You just gotta, you just gotta be consistent and mm. and keep yeah. going, really. Mm. And I think as well with that. It, it wouldn't feel the same as as powerful i think if if you did it for 10 days and you got a massive following and, and then if you did it for a year and had a massive following it, it's yeah. it doesn't it wouldn't feel the same would it and i think people that's the thing in society what i find especially my generation and the generation um coming up is like you know instant gratification you know people who are born into the internet they they want things now you know, yeah. I, I used to be like people can't handle that kind of you know when it all comes too easy for them. So for example, just coming to my mind, like Amy Winehouse and um George Michael, for example, because they got so big so quick, like George Michael, for example, he never could quite nothing um like I think I watched a documentary and he said like nothing excites him ever. That's why it led him to the drugs or whatever, because actually it's just all on a plate all the time. Nothing's there's nothing to work for. And I guess like Amy Winehouse's success is similar, really, in that respect. Like, you know, she did one out the first album, she, what second album she ever released was like, huge. So, and then it's like, where do you go from there? Um, you know, if you, and that's, I don't, I don't know, obviously drugs is in it and uh, the drink mm. and stuff. But if, if, if you are building something, something you're passionate about and you, you're working to get that success, it's a very different feeling. And mm. uh, yeah, I think you appreciate it more. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. It's definitely yeah. So so like um, you you like this this gen like this this year you know, in the time that we're living, would you say like you know social media is like important like more important now than ever? Yeah, like, I feel I feel like we were um, get a savvy club and using social media to attract clients um, was like something that was on people's to do list. A lot of people's to do list like they knew they needed to do it they'll get around to it at some point because they're so busy in their business they didn't really have time to, to do it and whatnot some did obviously people did because we were still selling our programs but it was like coronavirus happened and it's like you know if you don't get on board with this sorting your social media out how are you going to attract your clients now if you don't have an online way of doing things you're going to be pretty screwed um you know with how things are so it went from a nice you know nice to have maybe we'll get around to doing it to a high priority so a lot of people are now program currently that's coming to an end in the next week or so um they you know were at a point in their business that they they know that they knew they needed this and even though they're quite a lot of them took the plunge and went for it even though they weren't even sure 
when they're going to be making any money in their business because they were like, do you know what? Actually, my business has stopped now. I can't do the thing I was doing. So I might as well get on with this social media and get this nailed um, until, you know, so they can go back yeah. or work out other ways of doing things. It's all about being customer focused. So if you look at the usage levels of social media, as soon as we went into lockdown, they pretty much doubled. Um, so your customers are on it. So you better get your business on it because otherwise your competitors will and you're going to miss out. So yeah, it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely been a golden opportunity, hasn't it, for people mm. to market themselves. Um, would you, would you, do you guys have like a favorite platform or a platform that you think is important at the minute, like LinkedIn or Instagram, or do you think they're all kind of like equally important? Funnily enough, we just did our free Tuesday training on this kind of subject um, earlier today. So we talked about Instagram. Uh, my favorite platform is definitely LinkedIn. I think um, I like Facebook groups. Um, LinkedIn groups aren't really working or doing much yet, but LinkedIn as a platform, um, you know, it's full of professionals, it's full of people earning money, um, it's definitely not just business to business, you're getting great reach out there, um, and there's some, you know, it's quite interesting to interact with other people and to read other people's posts as well as put your own out there, so for me that would definitely be my favourite platform. Um, I'm at the moment messing about on TikTok. <laughs> I haven't yeah. learned how to monetize it yet. Well, I have because I have had gifts sent to me when I've been on live. So technically I have monetized it, but a few dollars here and there is not <laughs> exactly yeah. properly monetizing it. But I'm really enjoying being on TikTok right now. But I would say in terms of which platform helps you attract clients uh, in less time um, easily, it's definitely LinkedIn. Um, mm. just Instagram's great, but you, need, <clears throat> you, you better believe you've got to show up on that every single day, numerous times a day to have any kind of impact so um, and of course Facebook is massive you can't not be on there but you really need to um, decide what groups you're going to be in and get prolific in the groups because uh, just being on Facebook and posting out will get you nowhere you've got to be in, in groups and in the right in the groups where your ideal clients are mm. yeah no, I massively agree massively agree I think they're really good points um, what, who would you say your role, your role models are um, Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> no, they always laugh at me because, like, when when I was a kid, because um, I didn't really have any actual proper role models, I had like a photo of Madonna, like um, not a photo, like a poster of Madonna in my bedroom, and um, I always used to think like, what would Madonna do <laughs> in all, all different circumstances? But um, yeah, so no, I think that actually so Madonna's role model to mind, and nothing mm. else comes to mind for me. What is um, yours? Yeah. Well, I just think Madonna as a role model, you know, she hasn't got the greatest voice. She's not the greatest songwriter or dancer or anything. So she's kind of average. But what she's got is grit and determination and like balls. So she made it in, uh, you know, an environment which was quite male dominated by just getting out there and doing it and has been like a global superstar. And it's kind of it is a good role model for the rest of us. It might not be. You know that I, you know, I'm definitely not the best social media coach in the whole world. I probably don't know the most about marketing or anything like that. But I can just put my two pennies in, get there, and go for it. And I don't need to go. Oh, I'm not as good as so and so, so I won't try because Madonna didn't let that stop her. So I think as role models go, I think she's probably a great role model. Um, for me as well, I think someone like um, someone really obvious. I think like J.K. Rowling, who you know has done a phenomenal thing. But then it's also, you know, she gives back an awful lot. She hasn't forgotten where she's come from, the struggles she's had. She gives most of her money away to charity. And she still seems to be that same person, even though, you know, she's got to be 
um, the, the amount of success she's had, you'd think it would change anybody, but it doesn't seem to have changed her. So the way she gives back, I think, is impressive and phenomenal. Yeah, and then she could be like one of, of the most um, richest people, couldn't she, in the UK? Yeah. She, the only reason she isn't is because she gives so much away. Yeah, and does talks talking about how she was at rock bottom, and that's the only way she actually came out and wrote her book, because she literally had nothing left to lose in life. Um, so I think, you know, lots of people would have rewritten their past, wouldn't they, when they get to that level of success and started talking about how they always knew it and things like that, but she hasn't. So, you know, I, I always admire that. And then in our sphere, there's people like um, Denise Duffield-Thomas, who yeah, has just thinking online about programs on uh, money mindset and things like that, and, and Amy Porterfield, who I just think are doing phenomenally well. Um, and still, like Anna was saying, they still show up all the time. You know, they're running million dollar businesses, but they still show up all the time. They give loads of value um, and they just don't take it for granted. So they keep working really hard and deserve the success they've got. And that's kind of, that's my vision for the Get Savvy Club. Yeah. So, so like Denise Duffield-Thomas, mm. she had, she wrote a book called Chiltrepreneur. Um, she also had another book called um, Get, Get Rich Lucky Bitch or something. But um, the Chiltrepreneur <laughs> one is really good because it kind of gives you permission to show up, you know, earn decent money on your terms. Um, and so that's a fantastic book for anyone to go and read, really, because she, you know, yeah. and, and she makes it sound so easy as well. Like, just keep putting your offers out there, keep plugging away, have 